0: take it from africa no criminal record i know they take profit first if you clean record visa you can pass all right welcome back once again folks to how you living bonjour
1: shalom what's up and welcome to how you living
0: that was a subdued shalom what's up but that's all right that's all right
1: that was like the opening track of really subdued i was like okay i'm feeling this. we're
0: cool yeah we're cool that was a junior Reed, same boat off his 2015 release so uh shout out to jr from the ja uh how you living today chas oh pretty good pretty good same old same old you know Shout out to the official episode 19, for those that were listening. Mini callback. I called it episode 19 last week. That was actually... 18. 18. So that's that. But yeah, things are uh, things are going good. It's definitely uh, moving into the real spring. Yeah. We're getting there, because it was a nice day today. Pleasant. You know, it's like sweater-only weather now, maybe. Or sweatshirt. You know, you don't have to have the full coat. Maybe, yeah, every- I've
1: been... I've been having to ask Cortana what the weather is going to be like so I can decide if I'm going to just wear my vest. Because if it's a sunny day, I just want to wear my vest. But um,
0: And for those that don't remember, Cortana, of course, is his digital personal assistant. So
1: That's right. Windows 10. We have the microphones. I just go, hey, Cortana. Hey, what's Co- the weather like tomorrow? Exactly. And she's like, the weather is going to be a high of 52 and a low of 47. Oh, and that's... then it'll show you when it has precipitation and... Based on the weather and precipitation, I'll decide what I want to wear that day.
0: Yeah. Well, then uh, Cortana's giving you a, a big favor on that endeavor. Uh, it's tricky here in the <laughs> Northwest. You gotta. You, you won't know. You'll look outside and you, it'll deceivingly be raining. Mm-hmm. It'll be that like can't quite see it rain until you're actually in it and you're like, Oh damn it. Yeah. And then that's the moment of, uh, do I go back in to get a raincoat or do I trust that this is gonna pass and and stick to my hoodie? That I've, that I've left with, you know. So, those are the type of struggles that I live. Seattle privilege. Yeah, that's so. right.
1: I need to find myself a spring-fall coat. Because my coat is really good in the winter. But in, when when spring and fall starts coming, it's really, really... It can get hot at times. And I'm like, uh-uh. I
0: can't be wearing this. Yeah. Well, uh, we are here officially, like I said, uh, in the actual version of episode... 19. And uh, I think it's time for uh, the first and the original.
1: Cuckoo Callbacks. Oh, yeah. Cuckoo
0: Callbacks. What's up, Callbacks? We're here. For uh, so you, my first official was the mini callback. Uh, welcome to episode 19. For those of you who listened to the unaptly titled episode 19 last week, which was episode 18, uh, I decided from here on out I may not mention the number <laughs> that the title is. It starts getting confusing, you know. Yeah, you, you know. get you get laid in the uh, in the numbers and uh, they start <coughs> start meshing together. So uh, so I'm just might not predict it in in, in future uh, openings. I might just yeah let it slide uh, for the per- perpetuity of podcasts. Right. There you go. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any callbacks from you, Sir Jazz?
1: You know what? I really can't think of any other than uh, this is uh, this is the episode that's kind of at a uh, Trump's 100 days just about.
0: Yeah, we are post uh, the official 100 day mark. Are we? I think so. Yeah, because uh, 90 would have been. April, oh, I guess we have a couple more days. Is that the yeah Trump count? Okay, he's looking it up, folks. Oh, tonight. I think
1: it might be actually tomorrow, because I know tonight is the last night of Indivisible. So if you guys haven't been checking that out, check it out some more. And there's also StoryCorps. Uh, yeah, let me do some callbacks to that. StoryCorps is where they're probably going to continue the conversations they've been having on Indivisible there, because I know I want to hear more about what everybody around America wants and how to make America great
0: again, with everybody, I guess. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, Uh, (laughs) You know, everyone's writing uh, articles about it, so it's either today or tomorrow, essentially, is what I'm gathering from the the amount of exposure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... But, uh, yeah, it, it's 98 is April 27th. Ah, okay, 98, yeah. So there you go. So yeah. 98 was a good year. See, 98, what was I, I had Saved by the Bell was still on the air. It might have been the college years, though. It could have been moving into that. Uh, What else? 1998, we had a uh, second era of Clinton. That's the, his. That's
1: that, that was the Lewinsky scandal. Yeah,
0: L- post-Lewinsky scandal. Lewinsky scandal. Yeah. That's true. He's, like, getting through it at that point. He's, like. Yeah, I got two more years. I'm going to be here, folks. I did
1: not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Everybody did
0: a... A Clinton a, in the 90s. Right? He had to. <laughs> yeah. He was like the comedian in chief, man. For sure. Everyone hey, He ran around. He went to McDonald's after jogging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had that great 90s jogging style, too, with the like neon hat oh yeah and, and, yeah and uh, the high shorts yeah yo yo does trump even jog you? no he don't do none of that <laughs> does trump <laughs> do you yeah. even lift bro i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's uh well that's yeah a pretty short callback i don't really have much uh callback it's happened sometimes uh but i do say then if we have a short callback maybe we can have a long intro so we can talk things about mm. politics and uh, and do everyone's favorite. Boo 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 boo. Watch.
1: Yeah, you know um, uh, they're still not back in session
0: yet. So. Oh man. That's right. They got two weeks, so they're uh, still on vacay. Uh, I heard recently um, a story about uh, I think it's Representative Jason Chavitz Oh yeah. Who's been leaking information? Not leaking. He's been officially giving it, like in interviews, uh, information to TMZ. Oh. Uh, yeah, because he's a personal friend of Harvey Levin and it's in the uh, the focus of that agency in trying to get a, a new Washington footprint. Oh, okay. But, oh. It, but yeah, I read about that and so he actually officially announced his retirement and he's not going to run for reelection in 2018 Uh-oh. and he's a republican representative Uh-oh. so there's going to be an open seat um that's <sighs> going to be an open election yeah non-incumbent uh but yeah anyway that was just news that was coming across because there's a lot of speculation that he might continue to do work with tmz because tmz is becoming a a bigger media mogul than i think people expected based on the fact that they were just celebrity gossip, but then it kind of leaked into celebrity meets Washington with the whole, like, Wiener scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, they became these such bigger-than-TV issues uh, in Washington that they had to be in the, like, the the front page. And so uh, they leaked onto the, uh, the entertainment side of stories. And so they basically are like, well, if these guys are acting like this, we should probably have some people... <laughs> in washington you know what and they
1: they have lunch all the time in public places and you see a lot of the politicians out and about if you just try hard enough and tmz is always like in your face and they'll have more of a government paparazzi yeah i think a government paparazzi would be good that wouldn't be bad to keep them on their on their toes about the
0: media and that
1: they supposedly
0: oppose but you know
1: yeah the press is supposed to be the checks and balances of them as well too and tabloid press can still be press so yeah
0: It's an interesting little, yeah, caveat into the storyline. They also touched in on the idea that he was a representative who lived in his office when he was spending time in Washington because with his combined income salary for being representative and his wife's salary, Mm -hmm. they can only afford the home they have in Utah. Mm. And so he's one of many estimated between 30 and possibly as many as 100 representatives and senators that live in their offices is that allowed yeah it's state space that's leased for them Um, okay and there's uh what they call a seven to seven clause so all staffers have to leave the office by 7 p.m and no staffer can enter an office before 7 a.m oh okay so due to that clause it just kind of it feeds the idea of a, and it's from a, a time past anyway that the representative would be staying temporarily in washington
1: oh okay so di- i'm guessing they have showers and stuff there's so. uh
0: no what there is a house uh um a gym that's on the facility so
1: oh okay that works
0: <laughs> yeah so there's a public uh, well not not public but a uh a, a, a gym that's open to the representatives and so and he basically made it seem like that's where he goes and then um, and then every office is equipped with a bathroom, so you know they have a sink and <laughs> oh, I mean hey, what that that works yeah, yeah, and uh, it was just an interesting uh take, both in the the side of him being on the t- TMZ storyline mm-hmm. and then also the uh, the little caveat about the living quarters of some of our representatives it's a, it's an interesting thing to think, you know, maybe that's why some of well I guess certain people of certain. Uh, level could just afford, I guess, to have their own house. But I was going to say it does make some sense why some people don't run for representative. Uh, you know, it's not really a high-paying gig as it were if you're in a certain echelon. Oh, okay. It's like a pay step down in a lot of ways. Hmm, okay. A- and it includes a partial relocation for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're from, like, Virginia or Maryland. You know, and you just get to drive. But... That makes sense. Politics, man. The state of america as it were the state of america what what uh what have you been thinking about lately in uh regards to the state of america Chaz? uh huh
1: and <clears throat> there has been a lot of um more demonstrations and riots especially at berkeley university against uh free speech and i think a mis- misconception group of anti-fascists that's just uh shortened as antifa so right and and i'm not sure i'm gonna i'm gonna do some more research on it to see what people are saying i definitely that's where i start listening to my talking heads of uh youtube political discourse on the right and some people like dave rubin uh the roman millennial uh and and then listening to their critiquers is guys whose site or YouTube name is just Garrett and Sean and Jen. So, like, if you want to see what kind of's going on with that level of intellectual discourse on politics there, you can check out those guys. And I know they're really since Berkeley, that Antifa riot thing where that girl with the dreads uh, has been floating around memes saying that she did porn and that's trying to delegitimize her reason for being there as an anti-fascist but also that she was getting punched by someone who was a, a neo-nazi supposedly and how that whole thing is going on so it's a little bit old but uh just every time like those type of riots come up because they keep happening like more and more especially at berkeley so
0: well and this week berkeley was in uh up in arms because the scheduled ann coulter speech
1: yeah, I think that's what led to their whole riot thing.
0: And so um and then they eventually uh and Coulter canceled it. The school decided due to the whole free speech argument that they probably should allow her the stage and mm-hmm. at the request of the people that had wanted her to come, but uh in the end she's not going to be speaking. So uh I it yeah. N- I mean and that to me is part of this uh the state of America. Um, and it always kind of all roads lead back to polarization. Yeah. You know, and the fact that we're still fighting that beast and, uh, no one really has the antidote yet. How do you bring factions that are drifting further and further apart together? You know, in a way that Washington used to be a land of centrists Mm -hmm. who held ideals of states that were split. Now it's a land of polarized ideology that's fighting each other at every front Berkeley being one of the front lines Mm -hmm. and so it's 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 a very complicated complex uh issue you know and I I, it's pull it always leads back to polarization these type of arguments and Coulter is a representative of one view of thinking you Mm -hmm. know and all that are rioting and trying to protest or whatever the, the argument is I know it's gathering and peaceful and then I know that some of these situations get out of control and there are you know definite people that take advantage of these gatherings of people and use them for their own like uh kind of anarchistic idealism you mm-hmm. know where they can kind of make some of this trouble happen that's a real thing rebel rousing is a real thing oh you yeah know? and uh and so yeah the whole the whole melting pot of ideas is turning into you versus me and now that it's become that people are just selecting sides and we're seeing things like Berkeley and we're seeing things like the taxes March and, you know, um, and we're seeing rallies, you know, that's the, the Republican response, is They just keep going to Trump rallies, Mm-hmm. you know? So
1: I think that, um, now that they're happening on college campuses and I think a lot of the people, a lot of the more libertarian, the true liberal liberals want to have, uh, like intellectual debates. And I think having intellectual debates about certain subjects where you know you you come up with a rubric of what you're talking about you you treat it like a debate where everybody gets to say their side right. and then you know there's a question and answer thing at the end. Uh, there's a podcast that does that and that's really good. So I think if you can just you need to get two people who have opposing views in a controlled environment. And I think the, the issue that they're having with the riots now is not a controlled environment. And it's not a controlled environment because they always have polarizing figures and only that polarizing figure. So therefore, the people who want to hear them are going to be, yeah, I want to hear them. I don't care what you say. Free speech. And the other people uh, will say, no, we don't want them there because, you know, they're attacking the character of us as people and us as our schools. So,
0: yeah. I mean, it, well, and it's it's just going to continue, and that's kind of the the problem is that unless we get everybody in a room, like you're saying, <laughs> together and can actually hammer out the real wants of these issues, uh, it'll continue. So, you know, and it's and Trump's a, a, an interesting figure in time now. At this point in time, even just you know, shy of a hundred days, uh, he's. Uh, you know, he's 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 just an enigma to me at this point. How how he's skirting ideals that he campaigned on now. Like that was his whole one thing was like I'm going to do everything I campaign for. I'm going to be the first to do that. And then like immediately he's giving up on half of it and it's just it's it's weird.
1: That's what politicians NATO, do though. Yeah, but he
0: wasn't a politician, quote unquote. Yeah, but he politicked dan- he politicked
1: like one well, no. Yeah. He he t- he found a base that could vote for him. He 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 did he it was in a sense cuz I do on the next episode want to talk about his 100 days and like what was blocked and like what was said at the beginning was being said now. Right? Kind of like as a post 100 days review of Trump.
0: Yeah. What? And, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, and um but when Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? If you know what you're gonna say, you well, go for it, because my brain went.
0: Whoa! Trump's 100, but uh, I I was just gonna say that it, it, he he the NATO thing is is an interesting ideal because he that was a whole uh, chunk of a lot of his defense and and foreign uh, affairs speeches leading into it involved that um, and uh, working with China now to kind of spark this. Uh, Arms deal with the North Koreans is uh an interesting play. Um after a bunch of show of force stuff with the uh, touting of the uh, uh armada on its way even though it apparently was heading the other direction but it probably shortly after there is on turned its, around is yeah. on its way. Uh but um the point being that uh it, he 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 continues to mystify people as far as what we should expect and that in itself is kind of uncharacteristic of of many of the last few presidents is we as as much as they were opposed in some of their matters uh, the lot of the moves they made were very predictable Uh, even going into Iraq is predictable from the standpoint of the destabilization of uh, the area and the fact that uh we wanted Saddam out of there so like even that argument can be made at the time and that's kind of given right now as the number one uh you know presidential move that you could you could take away in the last you know century so far uh
1: well Trump has done one thing where he seems to change his stance where <clears throat> I feel like a lot of his positions were built off a of bluster and a misconception of what things do. And when people really sat down and told him, no, this is what it really does. He doesn't continue his bluster. He goes, I was wrong. I shouldn't have thought that way. So, no, I think that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like with the NATO thing. Mm-hmm. I told you that it was, like, inefficient. It's no longer, or whatever term he used. Right, like, yeah. he won't
1: he won't take, like, full, like, humble, um, credit for it but he'll do like him saying that was basically like i'm wrong i'm sorry but like really what i think he needs to do is as long as he doesn't hold back on the jobs thing and oh and his taxes things just came out but people saying it's like another half-assed attempt at reform right so and it's basically just giving him a massive ass tax credit so
0: right yeah yeah It's true. And, uh, you know, he continues to stay in mar lago you know, and he spent less of these hundred days in the White House than anywhere else.
1: Right. See, that's just like, see, his credibility stick that he trying to do, like he did the working man's credibility stick and he was just like, I'm going to be there working for you, working for you working for you and then what he did a bunch of executive actions in the beginning that said oh i'm trying to uh, keep up with my promises and his base is eating it up it wasn't eating so it's
0: yeah Uh, it's been I, i mean to me it's been a hellish hundred you know it's been hard and it's the first 100 and he's guaranteed at this point four years so we'll see where it goes from there uh hopefully you know Hopefully, it's one term, you know, man. Eight years is enough time to do quite a bit of damage. Yeah. You know, and uh, speaking of damage, you know, uh, the other kind of part of the state of America that I want to talk about was the national parks and monuments. And... Uh, there's no official executive or- order, or was it an official executive order? Uh, I know there's not a bill yet, but basically what I he think
1: it is an executive order. And,
0: and, and it's basically to look into uh, the federal authority over all this land, and he wants to give it up to the states um, because it's, it's a travesty and that it's hurting business, and... And, and there probably is some argument to that in some of the states in some of these instances. There's probably some acreage that, um, as a state, they could look at it as a resource and make the determination that that was a chunk of land that they want to parse off for whatever reason. But what it, what it starts opening up is the argument to make for land that is better kept as is. And instead of keeping it the way that it is now when people can visit it, which has kind of always been the point of the majority of these national parks that were set up in the early 1900s, you know, the the 20th century. Uh, And they're going to start looking for different minerals, and they will find them in some of these places. And that's the part where I get a little worried because it goes from being a park open to everybody and it becomes some type of resource get for a corporation. And, and, and when that happens, it ruins top to bottom, the entire area. It ruins the aesthetics. It can ruin the water table. It can ruin the overall ecosystem. It can, it can change migration patterns because some of these parks are giant and cross multiple States Mm. like Yellowstone national park, you know, and, 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 I mean, I don't want to just harp on the, the negativity of this bill or this action against these parks because I also want to talk about the inspiring nature of these parks. And that's kind of, to me, is the key Americanism of them is that we have these vast open spaces for the public as a nation. They're, yeah, that's true. And although they occupy states, there is some federal quality to them, and that's why they were given the moniker National um there you are free to go to any of them as a u.s citizen you were i mean you may pay to enter but i'm saying you're free as an individual to be on that land there's mm-hmm. so much private land in the world and there's private beaches and there's so much privatization of our world that when you have things like in washington we have a national park that's an entire stretch of beach oh yeah you know and it goes from uh you know the northern northern point of uh, the olympic national park kind of edge all the way up to the tip near bay and that whole s- expanse is is occupiable by anybody it's public land we have the olympic national park like i just mentioned adjacent to that mm-hmm. there's mount rainier national park here in washington oh yeah we have miles and miles and miles of national forest our neighbor to the south, Oregon, has Mount Hood National Forest, as well as the park and lakes around that. Uh, Crater Lake is a very famous. Like, oh, yeah. Still haven't
1: been there yet.
0: Beautiful, beautiful alpine lake. And um, it's a caldera that's been filled with uh, fresh water in, in an ancient after an ancient glacier or eruption or mixture of the two. I think um, it was a comet uh yeah if it's a crater i mean i think it's a volcanic crater though as opposed okay. to being a meteoric crater um but yeah oh yeah not a comet. yeah and uh, i think that's why in the middle there's an island it's called wizard island it's, oh. it's the uh it's the tip of the mountain rebuilding itself
1: oh interesting coming okay. up through
0: the middle of the crater and it finally appeared through the land you know
1: oh sure. yeah
0: there you go so you know these are very beautiful spaces and um some of these states can't actually afford to upkeep them. And so that's why they're going to be more than willing to, in some degrees to yield this land up for auction. And those are the auctions that are going to be deciding who takes over the ownership. And once the ownership is given over, then who knows what they do with it. And whether that's mining, whether that's occupying it with buildings or structures or or Mm -hmm. logging or, you know, all kinds of things. And so, I'm just making sure everyone who recognizes the um, enormity of this issue and the fact that we live out here in the West and out here in the West really has the most amount of national parks and forests of any other place.
1: Oh, yeah. West of the Mississippi is uh national parks and like a mofo. But even in like Appalachia, there's like everywhere has some sort of public space yeah. that was federally mandated. That's beautiful that they can take part in.
0: Yeah. And so uh, I'm hoping that the uh, the people that live in these states that do like to go to these places, um, make sure to make their voices heard and that uh, they don't auction off the land. If the state takes it up, that they they make deals with private partnerships and things to keep the land secured, you know, Um, if they have to, to, you know, work on their their media or whatever to get the word out there to citizens kind of like public access television or public broadcasting does in order to mm-hmm. get funding um reaching out to the community and making sure that people support the parks and the monuments and the forests because uh, they're not all going to be left if we just start auctioning them off they'll be gone and uh and, yes. and, and in even even though they might Occupy a small acreage, it seems, to the larger scape, like if you look at Yellowstone, thousands of acres. um, It's going to make an impact, and we've noticed every other time we think that something is small and not impactful, it always seems to make a bigger effect than we expect Mm hmm and and we don't and i mean we don't want to be messing with the water table in in a lot of these natural places and and ruining some of the only ecosystems that are kind of preserved at this point
1: right hashtag
0: save the glades. yeah so shout out to the monuments i guess it's part of the state of america keep an eye out on that and uh you know tweet your photos tag them trump uh when you're in the beautiful spaces and tell them to not sell your space so uh See if we can get uh, a campaign of of beautiful national park photos. It'd be like, that looks like a great place for an oil spot. (laughs) Let's make oil. Oh, my God. Geysers of oil. Old Faithful just be spewing oil. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess you'd put, like, a geothermal plant there, right? That's what you would do with Old Faithful.
1: Oh, hell yeah. See, there you go.
0: All right. Well, there probably is, like, a miniature one that supports, like, the... ranger station or something maybe who knows uh but yeah there we go man that's that's that segment uh state of america what else has been on your mind this week Chaz? what have you uh what have you been up to what what's been uh motivating you to get out in the world
1: you know i know this week has been a pretty overall chill week honestly at least for me yeah. And even just like checking out things politically, there wasn't a lot that was incendiary that I saw. So now, like, there's some uh, more stuff about Michael Flynn, and then that just keeps coming out on him like he was fired, but he really, like, the fact that he asked for immunity but i was watching another thing where they said like in that situation you probably would always ask for immunity so that doesn't actually equal guilt right but now more and more things are servicing about his guilt about <laughs> you know taking money from foreign people and adding to i want to call it kind of a conspiracy or kind of a, a oversimplified view of russia hacking the election yeah but there there's some more stuff coming out that maybe russia in some way did hack the election but I don't know,
0: yeah, it I know, and then it becomes like how much of a change can we make if we if we discover the evidence like are they just gonna overturn his presidency? does that mean you overturn all of his executive orders like like there's no precedent for that precedent <laughs> uh, and so and uh, in, in the presidency so it, it, it's 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 weird, it's a weird situation. Um, I haven't seen the cry of voter foul in a long time. I mean, the closest thing was the hanging Chad's dilemma, and that was really about implementation more than, than like, the... I mean, it did come down to the actuality of results when the, uh, what was it, Secretary of State of Florida made the decision ultimately.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, I don't... I mean... I mean, at least it wasn't Russia, right? It was just the Secretary of State of Florida. Like, no matter who's stealing your election, it just upsets you. You know, that's what I'm starting to learn, as I as I live through election cycle after election right? cycle.
1: At least it's not Defiance, Ohio. If yeah. you know what that reference is from, good on you.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, what what are your favorite national park memories, or uh, what 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 do you know about about the world of the national parks
1: (laughs) you've been real talk like almost jack shit y'all let me tell you why because like i lived in philadelphia which was the heart of the city and we would go to a lot of different cities but we didn't really go out in the wilderness much okay so my i've gone into like wenatchee forest to go camping okay and i've driven through olympic uh national park to uh go do some crabbing okay and stuff like that but then i've also seen some like waterfalls and some of the short trails and stuff and there you go but i guess not national parks but i really like that seattle has a lot of uh like big parks and and they're not like picnicy parks like in whole like they have different landscapes and
0: yeah, even like our urban parks. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what like I mean. Like Woodland Park Zoo area, the Woodland Park and Green Lake is a great example, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, uh, um, pretty expansive urban park because it's got all the shared use ball fields and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Carkeek Park is cool because it has um, a nice little trail you can go through and it also has a beach.
0: Yeah. Golden Gardens Park, which is kind of a smaller version of kind of Carkeek, except for... Yeah,
1: it's basically just a beach. But it's just
0: the beach, though. but it's a great beach. Yeah. Solid beach. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, Seattle in the summer, you have uh, Golden Gardens uh, as that beach that kind of feels like the summery beach of any sort of um uh, like coastal New Jersey place. New Jersey shore th- feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People playing volleyball, there's like bonfires going. Yeah. A lot of coors light. Yeah.
1: And then you go down to Al and Alki feels like you're in like South Beach. Right, or, or like like Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach, like, California. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, yeah.
0: people who like weightlifting. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And you're
1: just like, like during the winter months, you're just like, what is going on here? But during
0: the summer, you're like... I feel like i'm right. in all these different places i get it yeah there was people playing that uh like version of futsal that's like it's half volleyball half soccer oh okay and it's yeah like, there was like three dudes kicking and i kind of like i was like i i could see myself coming here and learning that right mm-hmm. <laughs> i become the al futsal guy right I'm like that's fine you know i couldn't be the dude weightlifting i just you know it's i'm not that guy but <laughs> good on you if you can take the gym wherever you go and you're yeah. just like yo i just bring my gym we go to the beach. I bring my gym. We go camping. I bring my gym. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're all telling ghost stories. He's just weightlifting in the corner. Like a gym. <laughs> I just got eight more. Just eight more real quick. No, that's scary <laughs> as fuck, man. <laughs> I had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. We all, we all want to be the weightlifting guy at the camping trip, but really, I know I'm the three marshmallow guy. There I'm you go. like, oh, hey, look at this trick. Look at this. I've got three marshmallows on my stick. <laughs> and then in the inside, I'm like, oh, I'm so guilty. Cause you know, I shouldn't be eating that many marshmallows, empty calories and sugar people. It's bad for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's energy
0: ultimately. Yeah. It helps feel the ghost stories later, I suppose. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I, okay. So in my experience, I mean, I lived just outside national park cause I lived near the Olympic national park. So that one I got, I got pretty, pretty well adjusted to that one. Um, I've been to Mount Rainier National Park. Oh nice. Where you get to see Mount Rainier? Been in Jackson Hole National Park, Grand Canyon.
1: Oh yeah. It's a
0: great one. That's it's a very like it's like you kind of have to take it in. Like it's it doesn't pictures and videos don't really do it credit. Stand at the edge and th- cuz it just kind of seems like there's different horizons Mm. because as you're looking down the canyon you're seeing other canyon walls but then you can still kind of see through that and like Mm. it's just this kind of expansive ideal of almost like the timeless nature of it i guess you Mm -hmm. know um which is one of the ones that i'm really afraid of being destroyed because it's very aesthetically beautiful but it's probably mineral rich oh gee so yeah yeah so that one's a problem yeah it depends on the minerals though i don't know I mean, you pretty much can find something for some all of them. I mean, people rip copper wiring out of telephone poles and stuff. So, like, I'm telling you, people people will find minerals and find a use and sell it somehow. Space, get to the
1: asteroids quickly. I know. We've got to get
0: to the asteroid mining. I'm telling you, dude. How uh, do we skip to that level? You know? we're,
1: they're working on it. it yeah. It's going to take a little bit, but they're definitely working on it. Yeah.
0: It's got to be cost effective. Mm, that'll be interesting. It's definitely going to be solar powered on the way there because... You don't want to use too much gas to go get a bunch of stuff.
1: Oh yeah, they're gonna figure out some sort of perpetual motion engine. There's one that runs off of microwaves um, that I think NASA built. That they say this shouldn't work, but it works. <laughs>
0: uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> They've already got the alien technology. They <laughs> met, uh, the aliens came and said, "What up?" A long time ago, the space <laughs> station. What up? I'm like ah, I'm blar blarb. <laughs> like ah, and then he's like, "No, I'm cool." And he's just like, "Here, this is what you need." Don't drop it on them right away. They won't believe it. So you just got to talk about it. And then, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we'll have perpetual motion. Uh, there you go. Well, uh, I, well I guess overall, uh, you know, national parks are beautiful places and we should go visit them. Um, I, I know I've been to a bunch of others. The forests, there's plenty because pretty much all the forests in Oregon that are expansive are national forests officially. So, been to a bunch of those um and they're great they're great places to hike great places to swim a lot of times great places to see nature uh camp you know gather bring people to nature to gather you know mm-hmm. it's an excuse to gather yeah so uh yeah that's kind of my my lighter har- hearted topic for the week I suppose is uh is a, is a nice romp through the woods yeah that makes sense yeah I mean uh I don't have any other specific thing we could talk about. I mean, we can we can always talk about uh, sitcoms. So, what were your what was your favorite overall sitcom? Uh, if you had to pick one sitcom for the rest of your life, like castaway.
1: Oh shit. Ooh. What sitcom would it be? Cuz that's I, I think I got one. I'm trying to like I got one that's at the top. Okay, wait, which one is at the top? The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: Oh, dang. That's a really good one because it goes quite a few seasons. Mm-hmm. You probably get, what, seven or eight seasons in that thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you, and you get from, like, 92 to, like, 98, 99-ish. So those are some good years. America mm-hmm. changed a lot. Got some great guest appearances. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Damn. Fresh Prince of <laughs> Bel-Air off the board. <laughs> shout out to all uh, fantasy everything podcast. I
1: was about to say, are we about to do the sitcom draft? I know. Should
0: we do the sitcom draft? <laughs> we'll just do two. We'll, okay. we'll pick two. We'll do a micro version. Um, all right. If you take fresh prints off the, off the board, I, 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 got to make a move that, Oh man, you have so many seasons. God, there's so much levels to that pick that I really enjoy. Okay. Um, you know what? For cast and, and guest appearances, I will go with Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I will go with Seinfeld. That's yeah. I got the writing, got the guest appearances. You, you know. know what? I need.
1: I think it's on Hulu. I need to to watch it because I didn't grow up watching it, so I don't know er, a lot of like
0: early, how irreverent it was. Early Brian Cranston, he plays the dentist character, a recurring role occasionally on there.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so I you, mean, go oh, oh, I was gonna say it seems like like if I watched it now, I would get it because it feels like it was just regular people being in life and then all the random zany stuff that happens to them because they're just being regular people.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I kind of get that in my day to day. Like, you know, when you order Mm -hmm. the the proper like sausage at the, at the, ballpark and then there's the other hot dog and then but the person next to you also ordered the sausage because there's two cash registers and then they turn around and there's only one sausage and then the other person gets it and then the girl turns around and gets you a hot dog but you know you ordered it a little bit before that person. It's like that feels like a George moment you know. Yeah yeah yeah. You you know those moments happen in life and so I think that's what Seinfeld really and I think later Curb Your Enthusiasm for Larry David honed in on is the why does he get this I also pay. no I didn't want the hot dog I knew you had the hot dog yo that sounds
1: like my fucking life yo yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and sometimes like I seriously just want to be like and sometimes like I just want to enrage at the person be like no I was like, I get that first but no no, no. Well,
0: and in the spirit of all fantasy everything It's a serpentine draft Oh so you go next So I go next oh, yeah, double up. S- second and final pick Double uh, dip And uh, shoot So I'm gonna Okay we've gone deep on NBC I'm like I was always kind of an NBC comedy guy though um i don't think i want to stretch out into any of the cbs programming mm-hmm. abc okay um and I, I like i like a lot of seasons you know what i'm gonna stick with NBC. uh-oh and i'm gonna do my shout out to the seattle comedian local uh legend joel McHale, and uh. go with community oh shit that's created, a good one created that's by a
1: good dan Harmon. dan
0: Harmon podcast also with the Harmon town very famous and uh you know good old donald glover yeah danny putty you yeah got, damn uh joel McHale. um yeah i'm going with community man all that, right
1: that's a good one all right buddy second Ooh, and final pick let me see okay since Since I watched sitcoms a lot growing up, more so, like, once, once I couldn't really sit down and watch TV with my parents anymore, my TV experience kinda changed. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the old school one that I watched a lot of of home improvement.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I watched
1: this shit out of home improvement Di- back
0: in the day. <laughs> diverse arcs. Uh you had multiple tool girls starting yeah. with Pamela Anderson. That's right. Yeah. Um what else? You had uh um oh at one point one of the characters gets caught smoking pot. Yes. They had one of the classic A B C Oh, so you kept NBC from the sweep too because mm-hmm. you brought in an ABC comedy. Yeah, to hold off the sweep, we had three NBC shows, one ABC. Uh yeah, uh, yeah, Tim Tim the Toolman Taylor played by Tim uh-huh. Allen. Yeah, well. <laughs> i can't really do <coughs> it that's a solid one and it had all the car stuff yeah you know, so you could feel like you could relate to dudes later like boys in your class you right know? it was like did oh, you know, see this dude, dude you know, like <coughs> car, <coughs> yeah and,
1: and i don't know if he was like making fun of manliness all the time like if he really believed it because it felt like he was making fun of it during that show it, it
0: did <laughs> yeah it did feel like that it felt like he knew he knew the persona that he was uh he was portraying was a little overbearing and was like too into the power mm-hmm. more. I mean, that's why he's like destroying his own home and his attempts to renovate it. Right. More power. The dishwasher. I feel like it's like pilot episode too. Oh my God. Yeah. Where you like, he, the di- oh, I'm just going to give it more power. I'll just wash the dishes better. And it, of course explodes, <laughs> blows a hole in the back and you get the camera shot through the dishwasher hole and you get the look, you got to get the emotive look. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Well, shout out to All Fantasy Everything for giving us uh, a little format steal there. (laughs) Right. An assist, I guess you call it in the biz. Hell yeah. Uh, That was fun, man. We drafted a a couple uh, sitcoms, our favorite top four. And for the the recap, I suppose, as they usually do, it went with uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in the one slot for Chaz. Yeah. uh, Followed by uh, his second favorite, Home Improvement and i of course took seinfeld middle classic in the one spot and followed that up with community the dan harman and then for one year not dan Harmon, uh NBC programming well uh you know to round it out man i think we should help the people learn what they can do to help their communities in the in the greater good of the world do you have any uh, assistance to, to the grow your brain segment or some uh, places they can go? Some sentiments.
1: Uh, you know what? I, I'm going <laughs> to presume that a lot of you guys are still liberal out there listening to this podcast. So I want you guys to dip dip your feet on the other side and see what they are, what they're talking about. And there's a YouTuber called the Roman Millennial. I mentioned her um, earlier in the podcast, but I watch her, and she's actually really good at letting you know what the mindset of i would probably say the more constitutional moderate right is and to some degree of what the populist right is talking about too uh she does her own videos going over what different things are about you she does a video on gender where she'll tell you what she thinks gender is and uh, of course they're misinformed on it but it'll let you know like where their mindset is and where to critique it where you think they're wrong and then you know show them the facts and see how it is and also she has a lot of interviews with some of the bigger headers in um uh, in the conservative space like dennis prager who does prager university which is just uh you know right-wing propaganda you can also go to prager university but i think that's more of a callback because i told you all about that already oh yeah but you can start seeing how like the webs come together when you start looking at these different youtube channels and where the youtube channels point to and who they all like talk about because there's this youtube talking head movement which is a little bit different from like the blaze okay which is more like of like the constitutional conservative and stuff like that so so yeah check out Roman millennial
0: And uh, and any other local events, uh, those uh, gatherings that you've been participating in that are coming up? The Let's Talk and and the like? Um, uh, The last Let's Talk happened this past Sunday,
1: and I wasn't able to go to that one. Okay. But I should be able to go to... I don't know what the next one is, but when uh, the next one comes up, I hope to go to it and let you know. Also, go to indivisible.us, as and always, to try to do that. Um,
0: and they're only uh, broadcasting over the course of the first 100 days, huh? Cause oh,
1: no, no. That's the podcast. Okay. But indivisible.us is more of the uh, liberal Tea Party-ish movement, more of like showing your space in um, and there and on uh, the... Keep abreast of all of the town halls that are coming into your town because lots more people are going to town halls and yeah, saying their piece, so definitely. It's
0: inspiring to see that. You got to participate, get involved, let the people know what you think, and help out the people around you, too, because there are uh, people around you at all uh, levels that need uh, a lift up at a time, you know? So keep an eye out on those people as well. Uh, you know, Chaz, I think we did it. Uh, i think we did do it. another one in the books um as always you can get a hold of me at sea town mayor your miss- municipality by the sea and uh what what uh where can they find you again man um
1: <laughs> you can find me at crsii on the twitter um i hope next week to give you a more comprehensive overlook of trump's 100 days and such and also bringing that bill watch back because that session will
0: be back to let you know what y'all need to do we'll get you your bill watch and uh, shout out to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival good luck to all the comics taking the stages in Portland, Oregon next week Uh, it's it's 10th anniversary it's where I first got exposed to comedy so go take a look Uh, Chaz, you have yourself a good week? yeah you too Miko. I'll see you next time alright, peace out peace Peace. Mr. Big Man Mr. Big Man, Mr. Big Man, oh, oh, oh. Big Man, I'm the you step them. I give them guns and boys and bad man, do shoot them. I so Big Man, I'm see you them. I give them guns and boys and bad man, do shoot them Give them just the 45 and the head.
1: Never...